The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around this great country of ours, including some listeners in Mexico and overseas. Uh, yes, that is the reach of the On Point with Victor show. <laughs> it just gets bigger and bigger every week. It's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, listen, I need you guys to keep keep spreading the word about the show. So if you want to email the show, by the way, if you want to be part of the show and email the show, it's victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. Uh, Hey, look, you can contact me. You can, you can argue with me if you want. Uh, it will be to no avail, but you can try. <laughs> you just, you just bring it. And, uh, especially if you're an academic Harvard or, uh, you know, one of those prestigious schools that, that can't tell the difference between, um, real hate. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, my, I'm not even going to get into that, but, uh, but look, you're always more than welcome to be part of the show. And if you disagree, I'll, I will make a point to answer, answer. To answer your uh, your gripe, so I, I, I before I get into to because uh, listen, my, there's good news today. I, I mean, well, it depends on what side you're on, I guess. If there's good news, uh, but it's incredible news, and and honestly, you people out there should be on the side of America. You should be on the side of the Constitution. You should be on the side of this great country. You should never, ever, ever be on the side of a of a weaseling. Um, sling, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be nice. I'm going to be nice. But don't be on the side of, of politics, politicians. These politicians like Pelosi and, and the Obamas and, and, um, and McConnell and even some on the Republican side who, who go to, but it, let's face it, a lot of this is on the Democrat side. These people who go to Washington, they don't have a lot of money. They're not rich when they go, but they sure are rich once they're there. Uh, they're getting rich off the backs of we the people. And I've got a prime example of another Democrat that has just been caught uh, getting rich off the backs of the taxpayer. I mean, uh, and this happens to be, <laughs> oh, this is rich. This is rich, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want to stay tuned for this when I get to it. Uh, but I got, I want to get, I, I got to tell you about an experience that I had last night. Now, listen, you folks know, you listeners to the On Point with, uh, <laughs> On Point with Victor show, you know that I am a st- Stickler. I mean, a stickler for uh, for good customer service. Uh, I, I love it, and and I I get really really upset, and and I, I don't get upset because I don't get good customer service. I get upset because there's so many businesses out there that don't pay attention to customer service. Um, and, and if you're one of those businesses, especially if you're in the people business and you're not training your staff, and I don't care if they're 16, 17, 18 years old. I don't care if they think they know everything. And, and I don't care if they're Gen Zers who don't want to work anyway. Um, but if you've got these employees and you're not teaching customer service, then shame on you. Shame on you. But I like to call out good customer service when I see it. And uh, I went uh, – look, I, I, I love pizza. I love pizza. I've got the gut and the uh, love handles to prove it. <laughs> I love pizza, folks. Um, and there just happens to be not far from my house, and I'm not going to tell you where I live, um, 
but not far from my house where I live, uh, there is the best pizza in Georgia. Um, and it, and for you listeners, now look, I know, I know, I know a lot of you listeners are in Tennessee, you're in Florida, you're in, um, Texas, you're in New York, you're in Jersey, you're in Connecticut, you're, you know, all across the country. I know, I know. Um, we've got in California, we've got listeners in Utah, all over the place. Um, but just bear with me here because this is a good story. Um, but if you're in Georgia, if you're in Georgia, and especially if you're in the Atlanta area and you're close to Brookhaven or Shambly, you got to go try this place out. If you want the best pizza in Georgia, go try this place out. And if you're not close, but you're in Georgia, it's worth the drive. <laughs> it is worth the drive to, to go and, and pick up this pizza. It's, it's just, it's a, it's just good pizza. And look, I know pizza folks. I, I used to uh, work in Manhattan and, uh, I know good pizza. Now, this isn't really New York pizza. I think they claim it more of the Buffalo New York style pizza. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just excellent. Excellent pizza. The sauce is good. And look, the sauce can make the pizza and the crust can make, will make the pizza. This place has got probably the best crust I've had outside of New York and uh, probably one of the best sauces I've had outside of New York. So it's that good. <laughs> so, uh, this place. So, so last night, so I call up and I order my pizza. And, uh, and I call up because this place is always busy, so I want to be able to arrive, go in, pick up the pizza, and, and go and be on my merry way. Uh, so I get there last night, and I go in to pick up my pizza, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of busy, so that, you know, it's some, apparently there was some football game going on last night. Don't ask me, because <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, you got, look, I'm a soccer guy, you guys know that, I'm a motorcycle guy, you guys know that, uh, not really much of a football guy, so I don't even know who was playing last night. Oh, well, I think I heard maybe Michigan and Washington, I think. Uh, but anyway, don't know what happened, but it, it calls for a delay in my pizza making. Uh, so, um, see, I, this is why I don't like football. <laughs> so I'm kidding, folks, I'm kidding, I don't mind football. Um, so I go to, I, I arrive, I go to pick up the pizza and, and I always talk with the staff. The staff in this place is wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. You want to talk about some good trained people, that, that's what they have here at this. So the owner of, uh, Gala's Pizza, folks, this is called Gala's Pizza. Um, the owner is just fantastic. He, he, clearly he takes pride in his, his staff treating customers well. Uh, because I go in there and, and first off, I, the pizza wasn't ready right away, uh, because they were busy. So I, you know, I sit down and I'm checking out my phone, chatting with some people. And, uh, and then the pizza comes up and he looks at the pizza. He looks at me and he goes, and he just looks at the, the, the staff just looked at me and went, uh oh, and turned around and just yelled to the cooks, Hey, put me in another, another pie, this, that, and the other. Apparently they made a mistake with the pizza, which was no big deal. You know, I, I'm not a, a, a mean guy. I, I can, I can adapt, but they are so good with customer service. They immediately didn't even tell me what the problem was. Immediately, uh, started making another pizza for me. And, uh, so it's just great, great customer service. And that's what you're going to get at Gala. So folks, um, I mean, they ought to be a sponsor of this show. Uh, <laughs> so maybe if you're listening out there, Mr. Gala's owner, uh, you, you, you should be a sponsor of this show. We could hook you up. But anyway, if you're in the, uh, Atlanta area, Brookhaven Shambly, or if you just want to drive for good pizza, you got to go check out Gallus Pizza. You got to go check out Gallus Pizza because they know how to treat their customers and they treat their customers right. So now that's not the end of this story. What's funny is uh, we start talking politics. So while I'm waiting for the extra pizza to be made or the the correct pizza to be made, I'm uh, we start talking politics now. Full disclosure, these guys, I go to this pizza joint a lot. They know I have a radio show and they've heard me fill in for Eric Erickson. Uh, so it's fun to go there because some of them will talk, polit- they will, a few talk politics. So we're talking politics last night with, with me and some of the staff. And, uh, what I found interesting and, and the, um, 
one of these staff members was sitting down and telling me, look, he was asking me about Trump. And a lot of people, everywhere I go, I get questions about Donald J. Trump. And, and a lot of it's because I'm a, I'm a minority. I'm Hispanic. And people like to hear my opinion on Donald Trump because they know I don't mind Donald Trump. I would crawl through glass to vote for him if he's the nominee. I don't want any progressive Democrat, and that's what we have today, folks. We have progressive Democrats. I don't want them in charge anymore because they're killing this country. Uh, they're uh, trying to usher in a their form of socialist, communist, Marxism, authoritarianism, but somehow call it democracy. Uh, understand this, folks. Understand this <laughs> before I tell you the rest of this story. Understand this. This is all you need to know. Today's Democrat Party. They got a big old bowl. Maybe it's a big pizza bowl, a pizza dough bowl. And they're putting in uh, not just a dash. They're putting in a big old part of authoritarianism, a big old part of socialism, a dash of communism, a big old part of Marxism, uh, a big old part of intersectionality and new monetary policy. And they put it in this big old bowl and they're trying to convince you that it's democracy. You know that word that does not appear in the United States Constitution not one time? Not one time? And you knock yourself out, you Harvard lawyers, or or you uh, uh, Stanford people, all, all of you. You go go ahead. Go try to find the word democracy in the United States Constitution. doesn't appear one time, and there's a reason for that, and I won't really get into it. But the word doesn't appear in the Constitution, But but yet – through due due to dumbed down government pub, uh, education and and just politicians playing the game republicans alike republicans and democrats they've convinced you that we're a straight up democracy which we're not but I'm, i won't I won't get into that now let's just let's just pretend that democracy means republic and we'll use this word democracy that they're using and the democrats are trying to to in this bowl they're putting authoritarianism they're putting a big he- helping of socialism a little bit of communism a big old helping of marxism they put it in this pot they roll it all around and they try to tell you oh this is democracy don't you know this is the not not the the democracy of a republic oh no 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 that doesn't work this is the democracy that we've created that in our minds now this is coming from the party that is doing everything it can to remove the opponent, the the number one opponent of the current sitting president, they're trying to remove him from ballots. Now, they're not stopping there. That's what you got to understand. This Democrat Party of today is also removing Democrats from the ballot. They're blocking RFK from the ballot. They're blocking Cornell West, a black man, from the ballot. The Democrats are doing this. You sycophant Democrats, you need to pay attention to me. The sycophant Democrats of today are blocking a black man, Cornell West, I believe is his name, from being on ballots in some states. The Democrat Party is actively out there in primary states trying to make sure that nobody is opposing Joe Biden. I believe the Democrats have gone as far as stripping the delegates from New Hampshire, the state of New Hampshire. How do they get away with this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. But you've got to understand, your Democrats who are telling you they're all about democracy – so they're basically telling you we're going to kill democracy so we can save their idea of democracy. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there is no way on this earth, no way on God's green earth that you can say you're for any type of democracy, but yet not let the people vote. By not letting people vote on somebody, by removing them from a ballot or, or banishing them from running – 
That's not democracy. That is an authoritarian people that are the Democrats telling you, the people, you're too dumb. You're too dumb. We can't allow the risk of you voting for somebody that we, the powerful, don't like. So we, the powerful, will just remove those people that we don't like. So you can't vote for them. That's not democracy, ladies and gentlemen. And it darn sure isn't the republic of which we <laughs> stand <laughs> or live. Uh, I mean, folks, it's crazy. So anyway, let me go back to last night. So so I'm at this pizza place. I'm at the Gallows. And I'm talking some politics. And the guy sits down with me, and he, one of the staff guys, and he asks me uh, about some questions about Trump. And, and, then, and then we get to talking about minorities, which, again, that's always the question that comes up with me. And it's probably because I'm a brown guy. Uh, so there, so we're talking about minorities and how minorities are moving towards Trump. And, and he said, you know, I, I, I can see this for real because we have, uh, you know, they have some black members on their staff and they're young black men. And, uh, quite a few of them are openly supporting Donald J. Trump. Now I know this is anecdotal on the big scheme of things. This is anecdotal evidence, but I got a story later I'm going to get to. I'm going to get to some more news later that, that's going to show even more of how, uh, black voters are moving to Donald Trump. Now, look, I, like I said, this is anecdotal, but you got to understand, anecdotal evidence is the beginning of real data. Anecdotal evidence, as it builds and builds and builds, turns into real data. And that's what we're starting to see. We're starting to see real data. But sitting in this little pizza joint last night in, uh, in Brookhaven, Brookhaven Shambly, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, just talking with the staff members and him telling me, yeah, we've got black cooks, black staff members, who are openly supporting Donald J. Trump. They have white folks that aren't openly supporting Donald Trump. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to vote for Donald J. Trump because I talked to some of these, some of the white staffers who said, no, nah, I just don't like Trump style. You know, typical, typical thing that I hear all the time. I don't like Trump style. Trump doesn't have character, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know what? Show me a politician that does have character. I mean, they're few and far between. And, and for what it takes to be president, I mean, if you're holding out for the, for the guy that's got the best character, I mean, then you probably should be voting for Ron DeSantis. And, and I love Ron DeSantis. I love Ron DeSantis, but, uh, he's not, he's not the one with the big snowball right now. It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the one that's just snowballing and snowballing and that snowball is growing and growing and growing. Um, I just don't think Donald Trump's going to be stopped, but, but anyway. It's it's just interesting to hear the staff member talk about his black members who are all in for Trump. And then I talked to some white staff members who are like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this or that about Trump. And I'd like to see in, and I would rather have DeSantis. Uh, some of them would rather have Haley. But yet all of them. And then I'm and I love this and I'm happy about this. All of them said, well, I'm going to. But don't worry if it's Trump, I will vote for Trump. I'll hold my nose and vote for Trump. And I said, you know, you don't really have to hold your nose. What is your what is your choice. You may not like the way Trump is, but he gets the job done. And if you're going to vote on policy, which is what you should do, you should vote on policy. If you vote on policy, well, you know, darn well, I told these, these staff members last night, all, every one of you were alive during the Trump presidency and every one of you were doing better under Donald Trump and the black voters, man, they're out there saying, yeah, I, I had more money under Donald Trump. And that's the key. That's the key. So there is no should be no holding your breath to vote for Trump. It should be I'm going to vote for Trump policies because I'm going to help myself. 
because it ain't going to be the dementia patient. The dementia patient is not going to help you. And come on, if the dementia patient doesn't isn't there, they're going to try to put up the great white hope, which is newsome. But of course, the Obamas, boy, if they could get Michelle to do it, they would get Michelle to do it. And and, and honestly, look, I've been one of those saying that there's no way Michelle Obama is going to run for president. But you know what? If it gets if if it gets so precarious for the Democrats and they get to the convention and and uh, Biden won't step down, but he's looking like the dementia patient that he is. Um, don't be surprised if you see some type of, of attempt for the Obamas to do a, a coup, uh, to have a coup on the Democrat primary. Um, I, I'm telling you, folks, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to get real interesting. But. But I wanted to tell you the story about last night because it was really interesting to sit and talk with staff members and to see how how the black staff members were supporting Donald Trump, or at least some of them are openly supporting Donald J. Trump. It's very neat. And I I would hope that they would move to any Republican nominee, whether it's uh, DeSantis or Haley. But I get the sense that the black – and again, I, I've talked about this before because I just get – this is the sense I get in talking to people – it's the, I, it seems like the, the, the young black men especially, but black voters are moving to Trump. They're not so much moving to the Republican Party. They're moving to Trump. And what happens after that, we'll see. That, that, that has a lot to do with what Trump does, um, which I think is going to be more good things. But, uh, but it's very, it was very interesting and, and, and awesome to see. But, and the last thing I'll say about Gallus. Pizza joint. So when I, when we finally, you know, we were done having our conversation, well, my pizza was ready. When my pizza was finally ready, I was like, all right, I got to go. <laughs> I'm going to go eat this great hot pizza. Um, I, I, they handed me the pizza and said goodbye. And I turned around and I looked at the staff members and I said, you haven't charged me yet. And without missing a beat, one of the other staff members looked and said, now you see, that's a conservative because a Democrat would have taken those pizzas and ran out the door. <laughs> Now, I, 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 that was funny, folks. That was funny. And, and honestly, he's not, he's not wrong. Now, I know not every Democrat would take their pizzas and run and not pay, but that is, uh, how should I put that's, that's the perception. The perception is you're a conservative guy. You've got character. <laughs> and you could have walked out of here and gotten two free pizzas, but you didn't. You, you told us and you paid for it. Uh, and he, and he said, you know, a Democrat, a typical Democrat would have taken those pizzas, smiled, said goodbye, and out the door they would have gone with free pizzas. <laughs> so hey, look, don't get mad at me. If you're a Democrat and you're getting mad at me, don't get mad at me. Change the paradigm. Change the paradigm. Stop being one of those Democrats who want everything handed to you. Stop being a Democrat that wants to tax the guy next to you because you don't want to work. Stop being a Democrat that wants to take, take, take from the producers, and then you want to sit down and not produce, but you want to take from the producers. Stop being that guy or that gal. Stop being that kind of Democrat. Look, I've I've told you guys before, the Democrats from the JFK years and and you know in between, uh, but mostly right around JFK, that those are those are not the Democrats that are today. There are no blue collar Democrats. There are no Reagan Democrats anymore. Um, if you want people like me to stop pointing out or people like the staff at Gallows <laughs> to not make fun of Democrats in general, then take your party back. Take your party back. You know, I've often thought about running, running for local office in Atlanta, Georgia, and maybe running as a Democrat. I mean, I, why not? I, I, I could make the Democrat May, or try to make the Democrat Party back to what it was before. <laughs> so, but, but my, I'm probably not going to do that, folks. But the, the point is, the point is, if you're a Democrat out there and you get mad at when you hear these things, um, then how about taking your party back? Take your party back because right now, 
You're running with the progressives. You're running with an authoritarian uh, ideas. That's the Democrat Party of today. So if you're not a Democrat that believes in authoritarianism, if you don't like communism, if you don't like socialism, if you truly love the country and you truly want a democracy, then you should support the republic that we are. And right now, you need to walk away from your Democrat Party. But you can take it back from within. You can take it back from within. You just got to throw some people out. You know, it's the same thing I tell Republicans right now. I look just because I rail a lot against uh, Democrats and and I'm a um, I I will support the Republican ticket for 2024. That doesn't mean I'm Republican. I there's plenty of things that that I would not be considered a hard Republican on. Um, I consider myself a conservatarian. I consider myself a constitutionalist. I want to do what's right by the Constitution and what's right by the people of this country. So I don't care. I don't give a rat's you know what if you're an R or a D. Um, and and honestly, I want to get rid of a whole bunch of R's, an establishment R's like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell and Romney and, and Cheney, who's, thank goodness, already gone. Um, but a lot of these Republicans uh, in the establishment that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years, they need to go, too. They need to go too. So, so, uh, I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to politicians. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was really fun last night, uh, uh, doing that. So if you're, if you're in the area and you want some really good, I'm telling you the best pizza in Georgia. I mean, the only thing that maybe comes close is Antica's or Antico's. Um, but if you want some good pizza, go to Gallus. Go to Gallus. Order from that. Call them up. Order your pizza. Go pick it up, man. It's, you'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. So, um, now. All right, I want to move on. That was my, that was the biggest long, longest live read I've ever given to an advertiser. They're not even an official advertiser yet. But again, you owners out there at Gallus, uh you need to contact me. You need to uh be sponsors of the show. We got lots of people and look, I I I reach people outside of Georgia, so when they come to visit Georgia, they'll come buy your pizza. <laughs> so, all right. Okay, folks, we got to move on a little bit. I want to move on. Listen, Huge news coming out today. Huge news. Now, if you want to know why the DA in Atlanta, I'm going back to Atlanta, Georgia. So again, all of you people outside of Georgia, bear with me. Now, this is national news anyway, though, so you need to hear this. No matter where you are, you need to hear this. But the DA, if you're wondering why the DA, why would the DA do everything in her power to go after Donald J. Trump? The the little old DA in Atlanta, Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, who thinks she's going to be the one to take down Trump. So she's using the RICO statues. She's using RICO. Now, if you don't understand what RICO is, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but it's basically a racketeering, uh, type of statue that, that, uh, the government came up with years and years ago to go after the mob. They used it to go after mobsters. Well, Fannie Willis in Atlanta, Georgia, decided she would use RICO. And honestly, it was kind of clever on her part. Um, I don't think it holds water because you have to prove that Donald J. Trump knowingly believe. No, how do I put this? You have to believe Donald Trump was lying when he said he felt that the election was stolen. And I'm, ladies and gentlemen, you don't do what Donald Trump did has done and talk ad nauseum like he has done if you don't truly believe that the election was stolen from you. Um, I don't agree with everything that Trump is saying about 2020, but I understand where he's coming from. Donald J. Trump genuinely believes, and it's maybe part of this is because he had some bad people around him um, who were in it for the money. But he generally believes that 2020 was stolen from him. I mean, you, there's nothing wrong with believing that. Uh, I, I, I would use a different tactic if I was Trump and I've talked about it and I'll talk about it today. 
Um, and I do think that's one of the impediments to his, I think he would be, he would win in a landslide if he would let 2020 go and move forward. But when you honestly believe that you've been wronged to the level that he believes he was wronged, it's hard not to talk about it. So I get it. I understand where Trump is coming from. And look, it's, it's human nature. It's human nature. If you feel like you were wrong to the degree that he felt like he was wronged, you're going to tell people about it and you're going to want to make things better. And I do think Trump's will make things better. Um, but he's got to get elected and somebody needs to tell him he needs to let 2020 go and he needs to move forward. But, uh, but that's another discussion. We'll talk about that later. But right now, um, you've got, Fanny Willis, who's using the RICO statue, and, and again, uh, she's going to have to prove somehow that Donald Trump didn't believe that the election was stolen when we know clearly he believed the election was stolen. So um, so it was going to be a tough case anyway. But now, now, because Fanny Willis is a typical Democrat of today, because Fanny Willis is a typical Democrat of today, look, Fanny Willis has already had her hand slapped by a federal judge. Um or or some judge somewhere, um, she's already had her hand slapped and not allowed to investigate uh, some other case because while she was investigating, she was throwing fundraisers for the guy she was investigating. No, she was throwing fundraisers for the opponent of the guy she was investigating, and she's already been reprimanded for that. Well, now here we are. Here we are. Fannie Willis trying to make a name for herself, trying to make a big old name for herself. By using uh, Rico and and from her little old office in Atlanta, Georgia, going to take down the big fish, President Donald Trump, and she's putting together. So what does she do? What does she do? She goes out and she hires. I didn't even get permission from the county uh, because I am pretty sure she needed permission from the county to assign a a special prosecutor. But she goes out and assigns him anyway, and she goes and finds this guy. Um, I think his name is Nathan Wade. Uh, she goes out and finds this guy and appoints him. Now, it turns out that this guy, Nathan Wade, I believe that's his name. I'm going to make sure, folks, I'll check my notes. But I believe um, his name is – I know his last name is Wade. She goes out and appoints him special counsel, and now it turns out this guy, this guy doesn't have any experience trying RICO cases. He has no experience with RICO. Now, why on earth, if you're the DA of little old Atlanta, Georgia – and you're trying to go after the biggest fish in the land, President Donald J. Trump, why would you put the case in the hands of the most inexperienced person you could find? That's question number one. Well, I think I can answer that question for you, folks. I can answer that question. Now, I have a question for the voters of Atlanta, Georgia. When I get done telling you this story, will you be ready to throw out Fannie Willis? Will you be ready to throw out Fannie Willis and all the minions around her? I doubt it. I doubt it because Democrat uh, uh, Atlanta, the city of Atlanta. Now, look, I, I had a conversation the other day with somebody going, Georgia's red. Why are you complaining? Georgia's red. Wah, 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 wah. Look, Georgia may be red on the government, on the, the state level of the governorship, governorship and, and in the House and the Senate. But the cities, when you go down to the big city of Atlanta, that's as Democrat as Chicago. It's as Democrat as San Francisco. Now, the only difference is the governor of, of Georgia being a conservative Republican or mostly conservative, um, he can put the kibosh on some of the stupidity that they try to do in the city of Atlanta. So it hasn't turned out, uh, turned into a full, full on Chicago yet. But, uh, but you voters in Atlanta really ought to throw these people out. This, 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 uh, you Democrat sycophants, I hope you're starting to see that there was no real crime by Donald Trump. 
It's just a bunch of people, a bunch of Democrats trying to make a name for themselves, trying to get rich, trying to elevate themselves like this DA in Atlanta. All she's trying to do, this appears that all she's trying to do is is use this scheme to go after Trump to elevate herself up the progressive Democrat ladder and along her way, get rich and have some ex- 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 extravagant vacations. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, I look, we're going to take we'll take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to get more into this and I'll get into more of the black voters uh, headed towards Trump. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I I, I was waiting for my music. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so I got a caller chiming in, uh, a uh, listener chiming in. You guys know I don't take much calls. I just don't don't really do that on this show too much. I do take calls when I'm on the Eric Erickson show. When I fill in for Eric, I do take calls. Or if I fill in for um, just just about anybody else. Uh, so if you want to call in, um, wait till I'm filling in for one of the big guys and, and call in and we'll let you know when I do. We'll let you know when I do. Um, we got some dates hopefully coming up, hopefully coming up soon where I'll be filling in for, uh, uh, for, for one of the big guys. So stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Uh, but you can reach me through social media and, and emails and all that kind of stuff. And I just got, uh, I had a listener in Georgia reach out and said that, uh, and I'll have to find out the pizza place this guy went to because he went and had some pizza. Their systems went down, and the owner let him leave without paying. And uh, that's great customer service, folks. That's great customer service. So um, I like to point it out. So I'll, I'll have to get the name of the pizza joint and uh, and, and give, that, give that out over the air. So all right. So Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis, this, I mean, you want to know. And this is another reason why maybe some black voters are moving to Donald Trump. Because black voters are seeing that Fannie Willis and the Democrats are doing to Donald Trump what the black voters feel like like powerful people and especially white people have been doing to them. And this is why I talk about 
Donald Trump needs to have a huge campaign and go to every Democrat area. He needs to go to every Democrat area. He needs to have rallies all over the place, and he needs to look at the black voters in the face and say, I'm down for the struggle. I understand. I know now what you guys talk about sometimes. I am down for your struggle because, look, it may not be my skin color that they're after, but powerful white elitist people in Washington are coming after me because I have the audacity to think differently. I have the audacity to actually do things that will help black folks. I have the audacity to to attract black voters to my campaign. That's what Donald Trump is guilty of, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so Donald Trump can look at the black voters in the face and say, I'm down for the struggle. You know, they tried to say Obama was down for the struggle. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, in fact, I'm not the one saying this. You can go back and look at, at Democrat um, people. I even think Al Sharpton was one. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But there were Democrat talking heads when Donald Trump, I mean, uh, when Obama met, first landed in the scene in 07, 08, that were saying he's not down for the struggle. <laughs> so... I, those aren't my words. Those are Democrat words. But I am telling you this, and these are my words. Donald Trump is down for the struggle. Donald J. Trump can look at black voters and say, I'm down for the struggle. I know what you mean. And you know what? Black voters are seeing this on their own. Black voters and young black men are starting to look and go, man, they are going after Donald Trump. And the guy didn't do anything. They're just going after him with their power. And they're seeing this just like Fannie Willis now. We're coming to, to what's coming to light about Fannie Willis. It's, first of all, she appoints her boyfriend. Uh, all right, listen, folks. If you want to know why she appointed a, a inexperienced person, a person who's never – a special counsel who's never had anything to do with, with uh, RICO cases, she appoints this guy to the biggest case of her life. She appoints this inexperienced guy. Why? Well, maybe because she was playing hide the willy with him and, and doing the horizontal mambo dance with him. That might be a reason. So apparently, allegedly, and, and this is going to come out, that uh, she's having an affair with that guy or was having an affair with that guy. So she, so she basically appoints her boyfriend to be special counsel, a guy with no experience in RICO cases. But you know what she did? She paid him almost a million dollars already. Of taxpayer money. She's paying this guy and making him a millionaire. And what's he doing with the money? What's he doing with the money? Well, he's taking Fannie Willis on cruises and, and extravagant vacations and buying her gifts. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. So, but I, I will, I'll, I'm going to get into some more stuff here and, and show you why we know this is to be true. And this is, these are not just simple allegations. I mean, there's some proof behind this. There are so-called receipts behind this. Uh, but, but I want to do something real quick because I mentioned it already. I mentioned the, 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 uh, black voters are moving to, to Donald Trump and, and I, and I know it's anecdotal evidence right now, but anecdotal ev- evidence does turn into data. And I want to give you a little piece of uh, uh, some more anecdotal evidence right now. And this, ladies and gentlemen, this goes right into what I've been saying. Now I said months ago, months ago, that Donald Trump needs to plan. Once he's the nominee, he needs to get into, to, to all the Demo- the Democrat black areas and he needs to campaign straight to them, straight campaign with them, have a rally. Now I said that months ago. Now I want to play a soundbite for you right now and you tell me what you think when you hear these are black voters on the street. These are just, this is, I don't remember if it was CNN or MSNBC or one of those journalists went out on the street and I can't believe they aired this. I cannot believe they aired this, but I want you to hear what these black voters are saying and you compare it to what I said a few months ago. Uh, let's hit, let's cue it up. 
Soundbite, President please. Trump came here to the South Bronx, would you attend the rally? Of course. I would want to meet Trump. I would want to shake his hand. I would love to go to a rally with Donald Trump come. Because I'm a big Donald Trump supporter. And I would support him 100%. We're going to show him a lot of love, you know, like they do in other states. We definitely need to see Trump here. There's nothing but love for Donald Trump here in the South Bronx, the North Bronx, the East Bronx, and the West Bronx. Yes, I will come to a rally if President Trump was to come to the Bronx. And I also would bring other people to come to and support him. We want Trump to come back. Please, bro. Biden, get out of here, bro. Now, you see, folks, now I didn't I didn't gerrymander that that clip. I didn't change anything. I didn't edit that clip. Producer Brett, all he did was get the clip prepared so he could play it on this show. That's real, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) my listeners. That is real. Those are our black voters. Uh, Those happen to be in the Bronx. Up in New York, in that great place up in New York. Maybe they tune in to Mark the Shark. Uh, they should. Um, but those are black voters, ladies and gentlemen. That is the core of the Democrat abuse. <laughs> no, uh, that is the, the most dependent class, so to speak. Let's just put it this way. And this, look, this isn't my language. This is Democrats. This is Democrat. Democrats like to make people dependent so they vote for them in perpetuity. And, and now, Donald Trump is driving a wedge into the the most the most faithful, the most secure, what used to be the most faithful, most secure vote the Democrats had. Donald Trump's driving a wedge right in it, and there's your proof right there. That was that journalist went right there on the ground in the Bronx. And she went up. Now there were a couple of Hispanics in that clip. There were there were a couple of Hispanics because the brown people are doing the same thing. In fact, I think the brown people are even moving in bigger numbers. Now, let's hope the uh, black voter catches up. But these minorities, my fellow minorities out there in New York, uh, look at them. They're moving to now. They didn't. I, again, I, I will point out, and this is a message I want the Republican Party to hear and understand. The the black voter right now seems to be going and, and a lot of brown voters they name Trump. They don't name the Republican Party. They name Trump specifically. They don't say DeSantis. They don't say Haley. They don't say Chris Christie. They don't say Vivek. They say Donald Trump. They don't have to be prompted for this. They say Donald Trump. And I'm telling you that the the movement that's kind of going on is they're moving to Trump. Why? Because he's down for the struggle. Donald J. Trump is down for the struggle. And these black voters and brown voters are starting to move to him. You just heard it in that soundbite, folks. You just heard it. This this journalist was on the ground in the Bronx. Now, again, this is anecdotal, but anecdotal builds and builds and leads to data, real data. And you've got – listen, have you – did you ever think you could see a reporter go on the ground in the Bronx and go up to brown voters, black voters, and have them tell you that – Biden, get on out of here. Get on up out of here. Joe Biden, you dementia patient fool. Okay, I added the dementia patient fool. But they're saying get out of here, Joe Biden. We want Donald Trump. Please bring Donald Trump back. And you've got guys as, and this is where, listen, I know there are some campaign people out there that listen to this show. So, so take this message to Donald Trump. He needs to do a rally. He needs to do a rally in, in the Bronx. He needs to go. You've got black voters there asking for Trump to come to a rally there. They want to see him. They want to meet him. They want to cheer. They want to feel good about their country. And, and, and Republican Party, listen to me now. Listen to me well. You have an opportunity now not to fight Donald Trump, 
not to be a thorn in Donald Trump's side because he's a thorn in your side. He's a thorn in your establishment playground side. You need to get over it, Republicans. Get over it. Donald Trump is creating a wedge and an opportunity right now for the Republican Party to actively go out and get a chunk of the black vote and the brown vote. Do you know what this could mean for the Republican Party? Do you understand that what Donald Trump is doing right now is giving the Republican Party a chance to become the big tent that they want to be? Listen, it's the Republican Party that put uh, Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. It's the Republican Party that put the black guy on the court. It's the Republican Party that would have had the first Hispanic on the court, but Democrats blocked him. It's the Republican Party that would have had a black lady on the court, but the Democrats blocked it. Are you hearing me? Black voters have been fooled by the Democrat Party for years and years and years. And right now, Donald J. Trump is opening the door and opening the eyes of, of, of quite a few black voters and brown voters. And once you start that, that door, you look, you just got to open it a little bit. And then we could probably barrel through that door and attract a lot of black voters and brown voters down the road. And here's the opportunity that the Republican Party has. Listen, if you want to be the big tent Republican Party that you say you, you want to be, and, and listen, I, I truly believe the Republicans want to be a, tent, a big tent party. But the establishment Republicans, you need to get over Donald Trump. You need to get over the fact that he's a thorn in your side. And most of you establishment Republicans, you need to retire anyway. So get out of the way. Get out of the way and let's build a new Republican Party that is full of minorities and full of, of the hardworking people of this country who want to make a living and want to make a better life for themselves. Let's make the Republican Party. Let's put it back to being the American Dream Party because we have a chance to do it. We have a chance to do it. I mean, look, I, I would not have guessed this. A few years ago, I mean, back in 2016, when Donald Trump was elected, I would not have guessed that he was going to come back around and possibly get more black vote than any Republican in the history of Republicanism. <laughs> I mean, that I'm, I listen, I am not I, I'm not using hyperbole. I am just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there's an there's an absolute chance here for Donald J. Trump. To really gain a lot of uh, black vote and brown vote and a bigger chance for the Republican Party to become that big welcoming party that they that they really can be, that they truly can be. I mean, folks, listen, black voters show up at Trump rallies in some of these cities sometimes and they're there. Some of them and I've seen this, you can look us up. Some of them are surprised at how welcome they're made and how welcome they're made to feel at a Trump rally. Uh, there's a lot of black people who have gone to Trump rallies with 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 anger, and they wanted to they wanted to be they wanted to be able to come out and say, "Yeah, see, they're racist," but they couldn't. They couldn't. They came out of the rally saying, "There, no, everything the Democrats are saying, none of it's true. None of it's true." The Trump supporters were welcoming. They 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 were happy to see black people there and brown people at, at rallies. And now here's the chance. You heard the soundbite. The right now, enough black people are starting to get sick and tired of higher gas prices, sick and tired of the inflation, sick and tired of the food cost. When you've got black voters out there who have to shop every day and they knew, hey, listen, listen, I've said this before. Every voter, every voter that's going to the polls in, in 11 months, 
Uh, almost to the day, almost to the day, 11 months, almost to the day when, when, when people go to the polls in about 11 months, um, everybody who does that was alive during Donald Trump's presidency in 2016 through 2020. Every one of them. And they know, they know up until the pandemic, they all have money in their pockets. They were paying less than $2 for gas. You could get a, a, a slab of bacon for $2 a pound or so. You could get ground beef for cheap. You could get steak for under $8 a pound. You could get chicken cheap. You could go out and eat cheap. And when you went to the grocery store and you bought a week's worth of groceries, it didn't cost you a week's worth of pay. You hear me? You hear me? This is what, 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 what the, the low information voter w- feels. And, and, and when you've got, uh, black voters and brown voters who are used to going to Democrats all the time, and now they're seeing when Donald J. Trump, and listen, the Democrats are doing this to themselves. They've kept Donald Trump in the news. They wouldn't let Donald Trump go away. The Democrats did that. Donald Trump didn't do that. The Democrats did that. They wouldn't let Donald Trump go away. They've kept him in the news day after day after day. So what does the black voter see? What does the brown voter see? They see a guy who, when he was president, put more money in their pockets. When he was president, they had more money because it it didn't cost them a week's pay to buy a week's worth of groceries. They know this. And now for three years, they have seen the media, the Democrats, Biden, the dementia patient, they have seen them go after Donald J. Trump, who is now just a citizen of the country. They've seen them go after him with salacious story after salacious story, with accusation after accusation. And then and then one by one, the accusations go away. One by one, they fall away because they're proven to be false. And yet the Democrats won't stop. It's just one thing after another. They want to get their man, and their man is Donald J. Trump. And black voters and brown voters are looking at this going, they keep going after him, and he keeps being innocent, and they keep going after him. And now they're trying to accuse him and and keep him off the ballot so we the people can't make a choice. We can't exercise democracy because the Democrat Party is trying to stop democracy from happening by removing people from the ballot, like Donald Trump, like Cornell West, like RFK. And uh, the last time I checked, RFK is a big fat Democrat, and so is Cornell West. But the Democrat Party wants to take them off the ballot, and they want to take Trump off the ballot. They don't want you to vote for these people. They don't want you to have the freedom to vote. They don't want you to have the freedom of thought to go vote for who you want to vote for. That's your Democrat Party. And black people and brown people, these voters, black and brown voters, are looking at this going, they are accusing Trump of having an, ins- of, 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 of inciting an insurrection, yet not one person, not one person has been convicted, let alone charged with insurrection. We have an insurrection clause. It's very clear in the Constitution. And not one person, not one person, has been convicted, let alone charged with insurrection. So how do you go after President Donald J. Trump and try to remove him from democracy (laughs) on the grounds that, that he incited an insurrection when no one has been charged? You can't have an insurrection if no one is charged and convicted of insurrection. 
that's just the way it is. It's just common sense. But there is no common sense in Washington, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> These and 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 here's the other thing that black voters are noticing and brown voters are noticing. These are a lot of white, rich, elite politicians that are just going after Donald Trump. They're going after Cornell West. And last I checked, he's a black guy. They don't want him on the ballot. They don't want you to free think. They don't want you to think for yourself. Democrats, the last thing they want, the last thing a Democrat wants is for you, we, we the people to think for ourselves and to actually have choice. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party is not for choice. I've said this before, and it gets people's eyes open. It, it, some people drop their jaws. Some people call me names. The Democrat Party is not the party of choice. Now, they may be the party of death. They want to kill babies. I mean, that's, I'm not, that's a whole, I, I don't even want to talk about abortion. Um, I, I fall where Donald Trump and Nikki Haley do on abortion. Uh, I, this is not a federal issue, and I've always said that. And the best thing that happened was Donald Trump putting a justices that threw out Roe versus Wade. So it goes back to the states. Again, why do the Democrats hate that? Why do the Democrats hate that, that now abortion is being settled by each state and the people of each state are voting for what they want? Why do the Democrats hate it? Because just that. Because the people are actually getting to vote. It's not nine men in a robe or, or elitist in Washington swamp who, who are elected. It's not them telling, telling you what, what's happening. The people actually are getting to vote. The people of every state in this beautiful union are getting to vote on that issue. And the Democrats hate it. You know, if the Democrats were true to themselves or true to their rhetoric, they would have they would have been cheering that Roe versus Wade went back to the states. They would be cheering for it because that's your democracy. The closest thing we come to democracy in this country is our individual states because our individual states, they're little meccas of democracy because our individual states, they will put issues on the ballot and the people get to vote yes or no. They get to vote yay or nay, and then it becomes law of the land in, in many cases. Yes, each state is a, is a, is a form of republic because there's a house, there's an elected legislature and that legislature governs. But the state is also allowed to put measures on the ballot where people vote yay or nay. People of that state vote yay or nay. And that's what the Democrats do. That's democracy. And the Democrats hate it. They hate it. And they, I, I, I mean, folks, it's not hard to, to see this. If you just step back, drop your emotions and open your eyes and allow your common sense to prevail. The Democrat party is not the party of choice. They want to tell you what kind of car to drive. They, no, no, nay. Let me rephrase that. The Democrat Party wants to force you to drive what they want you to drive. They themselves will not drive that type of vehicle, but they want to force you and me and we the people, not the party of choice. The Democrats want to force you to eat bugs because they say meat's killing the planet. Now, the... Democrat officials and elitist, they will have their burgers. AOC was seen sitting eating a big old burger not too long ago while telling you that meat's going to kill people and you don't need to eat meat. You need to eat bugs. Understand, the elitist, the elitist will not give away their meat, but they will force you to. You know what? Before I continue this, I got a question. I got an observation. 
For a party that goes after white people and says there's white supremacy everywhere, for a party for people like uh, cackling Kamala Harris and AOC and the rest of those bozos, <laughs> Ileana Omar and the rest of those bozos, for them to, to constantly be saying there's white supremacy out there, I have a question. Why do you keep marrying white dudes? Why do you keep marrying white dudes? The last I checked, Kamala Cackling Harris is married to a white dude, and she's trying to tell us that white supremacy is the biggest threat to this country. Then why did you marry a white dude? AOC will tell you that white supremacy is bringing down this country. Well, why did she go marry a white dude? I'm telling you, these people are full of it. The Democrat Party today is full of it. And I got example after example, but, but here's the thing, folks. When they're telling you they're for democracy, they're not. When they tell you they're for choice, they're not. It is the Democrat Party that is trying to force you to drive a certain car. That's not choice. It is the Democrat Party that's forcing, wants to force you to eat bugs and, 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 and meat created from God knows what. They want you to eat artificial meat. That's not choice. It's the Democrat Party that wants to take away your light bulbs. That's not choice. It's the Democrat Party that wants to take away your gas stove. Now, Kamala Cackling Harris, she can have her gas stove. See, she's better than you. She's married to white guys. She's better than you. But the Democrat Party and the Biden administration, the dementia patient, is telling you you can't have gas stoves anymore. That's not choice. The Democrats are telling you you can't have your regular HVAC system. That's not choice. The Democrats are telling you you can't have a, a tankless water heater. You can't have a normal water heater. That's not choice. This is the Democrats telling you this. The Democrat is telling you you don't have a Second Amendment. It's clear as day. The Second Amendment is the most concise amendment bill of right there is. Democrat Party says you don't have that right. Democrat Party says they want your gun. Democrat Party says you can't have a gun. That's not choice. Democrat Party is saying you can't defend yourself. You can't be your first responder with a gun. That's not choice. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party is not about choice. They're not. They're not. And they're not about democracy. So understand that. Understand. Okay, so let me get into a little bit about this Fannie, Fannie Willis uh, uh, stuff, and let me tell you what's, what's, what's really going on. Um, I mean, this is this is crazy, folks. I, I mean, the idea that the dementia patient and the Democrats are actively trying to remove people from ballots—that uh, right there ought to tell you they are the antithesis to to any any form of democracy. I mean, the Democrat Party is actively trying to kill democracy and then tell you that they're saving democracy. So basically, they have to kill democracy to save democracy. It's ridiculous, folks. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I, I want to tell you so. How do we know? How do we know that Fannie Willis, uh, this guy that she appointed as the, to be special counsel, how do we know that, uh, that, uh, why she did it? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you how. Uh, first of all, no trial lawyer or special counsel is going to leave taxpayer dollars on the table. They're in this and they, and they do their stupid leftist crap to get rich. They're in, they're in it for the money. And no trial lawyer is going to leave money on the table, especially when it's somebody else's money that they get to put in their pocket. So Nathan Wade, Nathan Wade is a special counsel appointed by uh, by D.A. Willis in Atlanta, Georgia. This guy, Nathan Wade, once he was appointed, once he was appointed D.A., you know what he did? And here's here's grounds for dismissal alone for this case. Absolute grounds for dismissal for this case. <laughs> so this guy. Nathan Wade, once he was appointed special counsel by, by, by Willis, 
He goes and takes a trip to Washington, D.C., not to a surrounding restaurant. No, no. He goes to the White House. And the White House welcomes him in. The, 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 the White House Council met with Nathan Wade in the White House to discuss the RICO case. They discuss, so now, how do we know this? Because Nathan Wade, being a typical Democrat that is not gonna leave money on the table, he documented the meeting because he filed for reimbursement. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't make this up. You can't make this up. Nathan Wade, the special counsel appointed by Fannie Willis and paid almost a million dollars so far to do God knows what, went to Washington, D.C., went to the White House, met with the Biden people to discuss the case, and then he turned around and filed for reimbursement documenting the meeting that he had with the White House counsel about the case in the White House. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. So there you go. There's one reason right there why Fannie Willis appointed an inexperienced special counsel. I mean, you're seeing it right there. So here's the other thing. And I and I touched on this. So apparently and allegedly, and I'm going to say allegedly, but even though there's evidence is irrefutable, um, like I said, She's been playing hide the willy or free my willy with, with Nathan Wade. They, they, they've been having it or they were having an affair and apparently Wade was married at the time. Now I don't know if Willis was married at the time. I don't know. I don't know if she's married or not. Uh, I don't care. And honestly, I don't care that they were doing the horizontal mambo. I don't care that they were playing free my willy. I don't care. What I do care about is her abusing the taxpayers of Georgia and taking taxpayer dollars to go after a, a, a former president when he didn't commit a crime. They're just trying to invent crimes and they're spending money. Now, what does she do? What does she do? I mean, as if it wasn't bad enough, Fannie Willis appears to have paid a whole lot of taxpayer dollars to her boyfriend, paid him to do this special counseling that he had no experience to do, paid him a whole bunch of money. And then what did Wade do with the money? What did Wade do with the money? Well, he took that money and bought gifts for Willis. And suddenly he's taking, not his wife, he's taking Willis on extravagant vacations and buying her more gifts. I mean, boy, that's a pretty good government privilege life. You want to talk about privilege? Look, there's no such thing as white privilege, but there's a whole lot of government elite privilege. And Fannie Willis, she's trying to make herself one of the elite. Fannie Willis is taking taxpayer dollars from the people of Georgia and paying an inexperienced special counsel. And he's taking her on trips and buying her gifts. Amazing, isn't it, folks? Amazing what they will do with your money, what they will do with my money, what they will do with our money. It's sad, folks. It's sad. Really sad. Really, really sad. So, so honestly, folks, listen, this case needs to be thrown out. This case needs to be thrown out. There's no doubt about it. And and honestly, there's a good chance it'll be thrown out. Now, look, I don't have a lot of faith in the system because it's so it's so heavy with establishment people. But this judge, if he's if he's if he does the right thing and he needs to send a clear message to Fannie Willis and a clear message to every prosecutor out there and every DA out there, you can't do this kind of stuff. And if you do it, your case gets thrown out. So this Rico case in Georgia, which actually had a little bit of legs. It will probably and should be thrown out. It should be thrown out. So once again, 
Once again, black voters, brown voters are looking at this going, this is another government person of power going after Donald Trump, accusing him of something. Now he's going to be innocent. He didn't do it. Now look at what she's doing. She's abusing the money, abusing the system. And they're going because they're trying to go after this one guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is down for the struggle. Donald Trump is down for the struggle. That needs to be his campaign rallies at every in every black city that he can go to once he secures this nomination. Now, look, if he doesn't win the nomination, if it's DeSantis or Haley, they need to do the same thing. They need to do the same thing because they're they're going to be treated even worse probably than they're treating Donald Trump. The media and the Democrats, they have their they have their game plan. They're going to treat every candidate from here until eternity. Every Republican candidate, they're going to treat worse than Trump. You just remember this. Trump is down for the struggle. He's down for the struggle. All right, folks, stay tuned for Locked and Loaded. Uh, we'll see you next week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.